0: Thank you for joining me again for another reading of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Today, we're going to read Chapter 8, The Rival. Before long, Ichabod had a plan to court and woo Katrina. Since he was her singing teacher, she already knew him, and like most of the girls, she found him to be quite interesting. You see, most of the young men who lived in Sleepy Hollow were farmer's sons. They were gruff and awkward country bumpkins. Compared to these young men, Ichabod was a gentleman, and perhaps more important, he was a learned gentleman. He had read several books thoroughly and was, of course, an expert on Cotton Mather's History of New England Witchcraft. On top of being the schoolmaster, Ichabod was also the choir teacher in the church, which was a highly esteemed position. Often after church on Sundays, the young women of the congregation would gather around Ichabod. They would stroll together along the banks of the nearby mill pond, or for their amusement, Ichabod would read aloud the writing on the tombstones some of them about the unfortunate men whose ghosts still haunted the region. Many of these girls were sweet and pretty, but after seeing the Van Tassel farm, Ichabod was interested only in Katrina, so he began to court her in earnest. Now the knights and princes of earlier times only had to battle giants and dragons and magic spells, but Ichabod had a really serious obstacle to overcome. Katrina was also being courted by the most popular Dutchman in Tarrytown, Braun Van Brunt. Unlike Ichabod, Braun was handsome. He had broad shoulders and curly black hair. His sturdy frame and brute strength had earned him the name Braun Bones, which was what everyone called him. Braun Bones was an expert horseback rider. He He was always the one to settle a dispute among men, and no one ever disputed him. Braun was constantly playing practical jokes and stirring up trouble, but it was always in fun. If anything, Braun's crazy behavior made him even more popular. After all, he always had a colorful story to tell, but some people wondered if he only appeared to be so popular because no one dared to go against him. Brom traveled with four or five equally tough and manly companions. They looked up to him and did whatever he wanted. The noisy bunch could often be heard whooping and hollering as they rode home late after an evening of pranks at the local tavern. Villagers would remark when they heard them pass there goes Brom Bones. While some said that the attention that Brom paid to Katrina was quite gruff, he was not, after all, a gentleman. A rumor had it that she did not discourage him, and his horse, Daredevil, was often seen tied to the Van Tassel fence post in the evenings. Because of Brom, most of the men of Terrytown gave up of hopes of winning Katrina. Surely Brom Bones would lead her to the altar. Ichabod, though, did not give up. He was not stupid enough to approach Katrina in front of Brom, and of course, but under the guise of being her singer—excuse t- me, being her singing teacher—he often visited her at her farmhouse. Luckily for Ichabod, Katrina's parents did not stand in the way. Her father d- doted on his only child; he always let her have her way. If she were to choose Ichabod or anyone else, for that matter, that would be fine with him. Katrina's mother, for her part, was very busy running the house and managing her huge collection of fowl and poultry. Besides, she reasoned, girls could take care of themselves. Excuse me. Besides, she reasoned, girls could take care of themselves. It was the chickens that needed looking after. Her. So while Katrina's father sat on the front porch smoking his pipe, and her mother bustled around the house, Ichabod and Katrina had Katrina all to herself. Together, they took long walks across the field, or they sat beside the spring under the giant elm tree. Soon after Ichabod began making his advances, Bronn Bones stopped coming to the Van Tassels. Ichabod was delighted by this, but before long, a kind of feud erupted between Ichabod and the popular Dutchman. Bron had fought Ichabod o- openly with his fist. Ichabod, of course, knew quite well that Bron would win such a fight, so he decided to fight the battle in other ways. Namely, he avoided Brahm at all costs, and he wisely went near Katrina only when he knew Brom was nowhere nearby. This system worked quite well for Ichabod, but there was a catch. Ichabod became the brunt of Brom's practical jokes and mischievous doings. There was the time when Brom and his men broke into the schoolhouse and turned everything topsy-turvy. The place was such a mess that Ichabod thought witches were holding their meetings in his own schoolhouse. Worse, Braun made Ichabod look like a fool in front of Katrina. He trained a stray dog to whine and howl whenever Ichabod tried to teach Katrina a new song. The dog was so loud that neither Katrina nor Ichabod could hear anything else. And then there was the night that Braun and his gang followed Ichabod home after he'd been visiting Katrina. Ichabod was strolling happily through the woods, barely noticing that night was upon him when the sound of a galloping hoof suddenly surrounded him. Terrified, Ichabod began to run, but soon stopped in his tracks. A tower in black stead was standing in his path. A moment later, a large orange pumpkin sailed through the air, smashing into the ground just a few inches from Ichabod's feet. Ichabod stood rooted to his path, frozen with fear. It was not until he heard Brom rumbling and laughter that he had the courage to continue to walk his way home. Even so, he looked over his shoulder more then once before he got to the farmhouse where he was staying. Some of Brom's pranks were terrifying. If Ichabod hadn't been dead set on marrying Katrina, he might have given up out of fear, but he was determined, and he seemed to be winning the lady over. If things keep going this way, he'd soon have Katrina's heart in hand in the vast Van Tassel farm. All right, thanks for joining me, and we'll read another chapter in the next podcast.